Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. On today's says Nice. On to, on to, <laughs> the first one was actual screw up. The second one was trying to make it a bit. Yeah. Third time is now just me. <laughs> this is the intro. Welcome to the show. Um, it's been a minute. Uh, we're going to talk. The Nets deferring their first round pick. Me having to throw away every single draft prospect um, review that I've done. Mm. That's just where I've been working. Um, Brian Scalabrini has a horrible trade involving Kyrie Irving. We're going to talk about that. And Quinn Snyder. I'm going to have that conversation. We're going to have that conversation. Next up. On <laughs> your... This is Mike here, Sailor Brian. Check us out on the glue. <laughs> Check us out. Damn, I've never <laughs> seen you like this, Mike. <laughs> What's happening? Wow. Check us out. <laughs> Check us out on Twitter at pkglueguysnetsdaily.com. The Athletic, get yourself by the paywall at theathletic.com slash glueguys. A subsidiary of the New York Times. Yeah. Ryan. Michael, we're back. Good at Back. They're so far from being back, dude. Jesus, this is the real. This is honestly the the worst part of being swept in the first round is content. Having to f- make content more where than it than it should be, where there isn't news. <laughs> it's it's difficult, man. It is difficult. Hey, and that's why today's show we got great news. <laughs> the Nets are deferring <laughs> their first round pick. Yeah, now, big news, big news. Fired um, up. But I will say this: I, the, the Nets have been in the conversation on first take and first things first and every show that True. begins with the word first um, more than a team that than normal that loses in the first round. There's obvious reasons for that. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie Irving, what is happening with him? We get, you know, some quotes from him. Then we get some reaction from Sean Marks. Then we get reporting from Ian Begley where, you know, if it came down to it, the Nets would be open to a sign and trade if it came down to that situation. Right. Um, Jake Fisher had some really good reporting. Then there's the Ben Simmons drop-ins yeah. where he'll randomly like a tweet about how dominant the Nets are going to be next year, and everyone gets, oh, we get excited. Oh, we we are. Oh, Ben Simmons is going to dominate. Um, yeah. How are you feeling, Brian? Uh, you know, I'm just, just out here, you know, lurking. I'm heavy lurking on everyone's Twitter. I'm heavy lurking on every on all your podcasts, all your streams. Sure. I'm, I'm just stealing takes and lurking because, you know, right now <laughs> I'm in I'm in consumption mode. Um and you're Majin Boo. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm in you the are. 
hyperbolic chamber. I don't know whatever they call that thing. I'm just training up, training up doesn't for next he season. Eat the people's like, doesn't he eat them and like takes their power and then he turns into an a, an evolutionary version? I think you're thinking of Kirby. Is Kirby is what you're thinking of? No. Oh, by the way, I did watch a really great documentary on YouTube about the guy on Super Smash Bros. that plays with. I think he plays with plays Kirby with- as his character. Oh no, I don't know. Um, I'm going to look up. There's this one guy. So Super Smash Bros, of course, highly competitive uh, racket. Uh, there's one of like what they call like the thunder gods of pl- of the game or something. Like, there's some like the thunder gods. Like, I, I can't remember, <laughs> but there's something like there's like Whoa. five of them who are the okay. best in the this world. The Mount Rushmore. And one of the them plays year. with, I think it's Kirby, who everyone hates him because it's such an unattractive style of playing, which made me think of the Brooklyn Nets. Because uh-huh. everyone hates the Brooklyn Nets, and we, we should be playing a more beautiful game. We should be playing more Smash Brothers, Mike. we gotta, we got to link up on there. It's been oh, a while. Absolutely. A- anyways. Um, let's start with this. Let's start. So do you want to start John Wall, Kyrie Irving trade, um, Quinn Snyder, or the deferral of the first-round pick, which is the sexiest um, to you? Let's go scale. Let's go the Scalabrini thing. That's my okay. favorite. I'm going to bring up the Brian Scalabrini quote exactly. And it's so funny how... So I'm guess I'm pretty sure that this was on like Sirius XM radio or something like that. And I'm sure it's confusing to people like Brian Scalabrini why these things become mass aggregation on the level of Top Gun Maverick on yeah. like why this is per- have you seen Top Gun Maverick yet? I haven't. I have another story. I also don't want to de- de- derail us too much, but I only just found out about the the movie Color of Money. I just found out about it. I've never, I'd never heard anything about it. Isn't you, that the you did not know that there was like a sequel I, with I, Paul yeah, Newman and, I and love, Tom Cruise, and I love the Hustler. And I've just never heard, I'd never heard anything about Color of Money. It's one of the stranger sequel stories. So that's fine. It's, I mean, it like, is strange. I watched it and I liked it okay, but it. I was like, how have I not known about it? It was Martin, Martin Scorsese. I just didn't know about it. It was, it was like how I felt like my sister is constantly to be like, have you ever seen The Fugitive? And be like, no, not only have I not seen it, I've never heard of it. Don't know what it is. And that's how I felt. For the first time, I tapped into the feeling of just. You've never seen The Fugitive? Your no, that's, that's the thing my sister does. Like, Because she only ever watched the movie When Harry Met Sally growing up. Like, That's well, the only movie that she That's a flawless she film. Flawless. And so she's got massive, massive blind spots for for film and TV. Um, so you'd be like, "Have you ever seen The Godfather?" She'd be like, "Nope," and I don't know what it is. Is Billy Crystal in it? <laughs> yeah, is yeah, Meg yeah, Ryan? Right. Billy so, Crystal's anyways. Michael Corleone would have been way better. <laughs> Recast. Um, Actually, he could have been Sunny. So I just watched The Color of Money for the first time and found out about it pretty pretty soon after. Anyways, you know who I just found out about? Brian Scalabrini. Brian Scalabrini, yeah. that old scallywag. Yeah. I don't know where he floated this out. I think it was SiriusXM, yeah. So this is the this is the tweet from SiriusXM NBA Radio. Would the Nets be better with John Wall instead of Kyrie Irving next year? And he says, if I'm Brooklyn, I'm seriously considering flipping Kyrie for John Wall. Now, there are there are so many. I, you know, let's just go for the factual things. Uh, Kyrie has a player option. So, like, if it, if it was a case where, like, Kyrie was told – you have to go to Houston. Kyrie would just be like, I'm declining. N- none of it makes sense on any level. It's actually pr- and I'm going. <laughs> it's, it's incredibly lazy on so many levels. Not and, only and, just on the appraisal level. That's the that's the one of the dumbest, but also just the economics of it makes zero sense. There's no and way. That, and that's something I want to, I think, through Brian Scalabrini's foolishness, his mm. scallywagonness, yeah. uh, I really want to point out the larger Kyrie Irving conversation, which is like. It's gone crazy. 
when we're thinking of these fake trades involving Kyrie, the thing that people need to understand is that Kyrie controls his own destiny. He doesn't control how much money people give him because every team, he can't make a max contract materialize. But he could choose to pick up his player option, which locks him back in with the Nets for just one year, or he could choose to decline it and go wherever he wants. Kyrie has shown that money doesn't matter that much to him. He he chose not getting a world-renowned, life-saving, one of the greatest inventions in, in mankind, this vaccine. Yeah. Can I push back on the first point, the money thing? Please. Oh, oh yeah, pushback. What, what are the what, what are is the, the color of money? <laughs> what what are the examples of him like foregoing money, like actively? Him not getting vaccinated, so that then he oh, missed. Oh, I the mean, seventeen million dollars for for that. I see. Yeah, because I was wondering if there's any attempt that he'd taken money. a pay cut. I mean, I know that he lost his Nike contract, but it seemed like there was just they were at odds for a variety of reasons over the last couple of years. Um, yeah. So I don't know if well, that was also, like him like foregoing it, but anyways, okay. Well, what do you yeah, well? I interpret – I think there's a lot of guys in the NBA who didn't want to get the vaccine, but they thought, I don't want to lose $15 million, so I will I will take this this magical elixir and shove it in my body and protect myself against shove it in my body. an awful pandemic, right? <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of guys made that calculation. Kyrie, you know, there were the reports when there was the bubble. Even though he, had, he would have had no role in playing in the bubble, he was telling – it's allegedly – telling guys, we're not going to go. We shouldn't go, which would have lost the league and players a massive amount of money. So he was willing, and he would have lost a lot of million, many millions of dollars himself because of that. The vaccine, we are still kind of unclear of why he doesn't like the vaccine. He says it's because workers were made to get it, and that's not nice. That still seems sketchy. Seems like, seems like there's a little bit more under the hood there that we'll, we'll never really get to. I think that, what is it, Matt Sullivan, who wrote the book about the Nets, mm-hmm. um, he, you know, the, the the fact that the devil's in the vaccine, I think that's the closest that we've maybe gotten to why Kyrie. <laughs> right, right. Um, the Luciferin. Yeah. So Kyrie has many times has shown, like, he the money is not a motivator, it seems, on a huge, huge level compared to some other NBA guys. I'm not Fair. saying he's like, He'll play the game for free because that's not the case. Yeah. But he almost basically did. You know, and I don't want to get too off off track and then go into no, Kyrie no. talk. But, hey. you know, <laughs> there's a couple of clips of him from his Twitch stream, which shout out to his Twitch stream. He plays like GTA 5 um, on, on Twitch like a lot nowadays. So everyone should. A, can I analyze that for a sec? Yeah, there's a lot there. <laughs> okay. So I'm not a big gamer, but I know enough about games where like there's, there's many things you can be playing on Twitch like. You know, like the shooter games, you know, Fortnite, all that stuff, right? Yeah. Those are teamwork games. Those are games where you have to have friends. Yeah. Where, or at least you try to attempt to make friends. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Five is a solo, individualistic, I'm by myself. So two things to that. So Okay, explain this to me. I mean, please. <laughs> and it is, it will help for, for Nets fans to get into the psychology of Kyrie. So... What you said there is that's true of the they've added a multiplayer like online experience now um, for, for Grand Theft Auto. for Grand Theft Auto Five. Okay. So there's servers, there's different mods. It's much more like there's servers. It's much more like Roblox <laughs> than than you know your standard vanilla GTA Five. However, caveat: Kyrie is playing a single player campaign, <laughs> so, so the point remains. <laughs> 
Isn't that? I mean, we, we have a long-running bit, which we haven't done in a while, which is uh, killer comparisons. And if we did a killer comparisons, you know, uh, internet-based video game four-player, a solo version of of a GTA Five where Kyrie is causing just havoc yeah, yeah. all over the place. But it many times just seems to just be walking on a beach. That is the appropriate style. <laughs> I mean, that's of game what you end up doing in a lot, a lot of those games. The amount of time just getting from point A to point B, and you just end up—it's like a walking simulator on a beach. That they don't happens all the time. We're in the woods, whatever it is. He also oh. plays NBA Two K, so I don't want to give it the impression that he's only doing that like a like a maniac. He's playing other games too. But he's a maniac. <laughs> he's a maniac. Um, so anyways, I felt like that context was helpful. And also, so he's been going off on the Twitch, and there's been like some kind of viral clips of him doing impressions of people uh, who are like whining to him. And if you haven't seen them, I, I recommend them. I'm not going to do the impression because it's like too many. Too, it's too anti-Semitic. Too many. Yeah. Li- it's not anti-Semitic. <laughs> and I love that you that you instant go there. Um that's uh, that's helpful. It's a good defense. Um, but he, uh, but he's like he, he's pretty um, willing to you know talk talk shit on the haters, Mike. He's re- he's ready to send that send that energy right back at you. So um, that's always been my experience with Kyrie. Like uh, his his Twitter says one thing, his Twitch says another, and and isn't it true for everybody else for for all of us? You know. Well, what what was the comparison you made about him? He's like oh Russell he- Brand and and forgetting yeah. Sarah Marshall. <laughs> Yeah, which no one has ever made that comparison, but it's a hundred percent accurate. Like he wants to be Namaste, but really just wants to steal your girl. Your girl, steal your girl. No, not steal your girl. But you know, like he's just—he doesn't really ultimately care about. You know, like it's—I go back to like him, like giving people the finger and and the Celtic stuff. Like, and he gets—he gets trolled on. And I also often find that people who go really heavy towards Namaste stuff also have to like go there because they're quelling some, you know. Some, some some dark genies on their shoulder who are telling them <laughs> mean things. But anyways, we're getting into speculation territory. All Stop I wanted to say lucky. is <laughs> Stop Kyrie. Do it. Go to the middle of the floor and stomp on Lucky. These guys are gonna be so mad. I'm, I'm just thinking what Des come of, up with. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, that's I, all for Des. Now I talk. Uh, there's times when I talk in this pod, I'm like, this is just for Des. This yeah. is a Des Des Lombardo again. If people don't know, he's our um Junior Chief Content Officer, VP of Video, VP production. of Video and and yeah. Internet's, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> VP of Video and Inter- so that's like uh, Vipovi, Vipovi for an Beautiful. acronym. Thank Rolls you. Right off the tongue. Beautiful. Um, uh, he's so good. So he does all of our videos. And yes, I will talk just to hopefully he'll make a video out of me. Yeah. That was. Um, but anyways, so Mike, do you want John Wall for Kyrie Irving? <laughs> no, no. You <laughs> know what's John funny? Wall guy. Yeah. We all love to bag on Kyrie for not playing basketball games. I, I would love to talk. I love to talk about it too. You know who hasn't played basketball games in a while? John yeah. Wall. You know who'd be an awful fit on this team? John Wall. Like John Wall. I'm so I grew up a Wizards fan. I, I have an appreciation for John Wall as a player and as a person. Like he's very charitable. I very much like John Wall, but his game, particularly a game that has been rusted and crusted mm-hmm. and is so, I just baked biscuits this morning. Did you? And I first batch, perfect, fluffy, de- uh, buttery, delicious. Second batch left in for way too long. They're rocky. Those mm. rocky biscuits are John Wall's knees. Like yeah. they are yeah. crusty and old and he may have a couple of good games. And then he reminds me of what Kemba Walker is now. 
Mm. We're like, Kemba, remember when he like started the season for the Knicks and he was awesome? Yeah. I think John Wall could be that guy who he's going to start the season, first five games, 25 and 5 and 5, and then it's like, zoo, mm-hmm. what happened to John Wall? And then he'll have a couple of more good games. You know who Kyrie Irving is, regardless of how emotionally we feel about him? Um, 35 and 5, I can't say consistently because he doesn't play basketball yeah. consistently. But I think the larger point here is Brian Scalabrini, Nick Wright had a trade where the Nets, I think, would trade Ben Simmons to the Lakers and get back in a three-way with Malcolm Brogdon and Buddy Heald, which actually I don't completely hate. But the, here's the thing. It's silly season right now. It is it's silly. just silly season. You know, and it's and like, you know what it is? It's a lazy season. Brian Scalabrini is just being lazy. He's just throwing off, you know, just just putting out some clickbait out there. The dude is the dude's doing three hours of radio on Sirius XM. That's a lot of content, and he's got a you know you can't talk about Celtics Warriors. I mean, you could for all three hours, but you got to throw in a little. Everyone has to talk about Kyrie at some point. It's mandated in contract. On that subject, are you going to watch some Celtics Warriors tonight? Absolutely. I'm. I am actually. I don't know my level of jackness. It's not again to to bring up Top Gun Maverick. It's not Top Gun Maverick level of jackness. It's not. You're like uh, unironically j- jacked up for Top Gun. I didn't realize this, but like you like Top Gun. I d- I liked. I mean, I I, I really like the first movie. Of course, I didn't. I don't care about the the, the universe, the, the Top the Gun mythos universe. of yeah. the Top Gun the universe. <laughs> Though I did grow up outside DC, which is like Northrop Grumman Top and Gun all the Town. private. That's yeah, t- that's like big time. We love private contractors and pumping up the military. The sure. military industrial complex is very. My high school was named the Military Industrial Complex High School. Um, <laughs> no, really? Sure. No. <laughs> I don't know where. I was trying yeah. to think of a mascot. You okay. know, the Golden Nukes, right? The Golden Nuclear Bombs uh, or something. Um, the bloated budgets, but got um, burn. Top Gun Two is Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. I know you've been, you've been posting about it. You're like you're fucking into it. Kenobi's phenomenal. Okay. Kenobi's awesome. Kenobi's the best piece of Star Wars content. In a while, long time okay. since. Should Rogue I watch one. it? Is this going to be the one for me? I actually don't know if it's going to be the one for you. Oh wow! But it, I liked it a lot. I like it a lot. <laughs> it's slow. It's what slow, do you? Th- we'll get into this off off. But I want to hey. know what you think. I like that's. Anyways, Rogue I wanna, One. Yeah, I know you yeah, like Rogue I love, One. I did like Rogue One. Anyways, okay, um, we were on our way to somewhere. Celtics and, Warriors. And, and, you're going to watch but, that. But it's it's um when i know that there's a full dvr season of million dollar listing new york that level of excitement i have where it's like <laughs> it's not quite like i'm not like oh got to got to watch them all but like i'm excited i know mm-hmm. that it, i'm going to be getting this in drips and drabs yeah um that's how i feel it's that level of excitement for me yeah um i mean the celtics i really want the celtics really to get good. B- btfo'd i i want it to be Do true you? Yeah, of course. I want it to be true that they got cakewalked into the. I mean, this is true for any team that like goes to the finals. Is like you have to have a fair bit of luck, but you know they got a lot of luck this season. I would like them to get BTFO in the finals. I will forever be a Celtics Whoa. hater. I can't not. I can't turn that part of me off. All right, this feels like manufactured tension because there's a bit of me. So I very much like the Warriors. How like it's hard not to like them at this point. Clay making his comeback, you know, the fact that he rides a boat to the games, that's his commuting tool. Mm-hmm. Um, Steph is like, 
it's going to have one of the most unique. If they win the finals now, the, he will have one of the most unique careers for a superstar because there's never been a best player on a team quite like him who has won as much as like a little guy. Ultimately, you know, he's six mm-hmm. three, but he's a little guy. Um, and I do like the Draymond Green experience, though he can he can say uh, the, he thinks you know at times I think he he thinks he's always right, and there's a lot of times when he's like really wrong, but. There's this Nets connection that I can't let go of. I, you know, what's funny is that there's a Nets connection with both the Celtics That's and the Warriors. I actually think, well, like, let me ask you this. Is there a dumb 4D chess argument to be made that uh, the Warriors winning incentivizes KD to, to be more win now? Is that is there any... <laughs> say, yeah. Incentivizes him to go back to Golden State. No, no, no. No, <laughs> that's... That's for John Wall. Trading for John Wall. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Does it incentivize him? I think so. Here's what it does. I think if the Warriors win, it puts more pressure on the Nets because there's this clear media narrative that can be built that Kevin Durant left the Warriors in 2019, went to the Brooklyn Nets, formed his own super team. And regardless of why it's been this way, it's been mostly a disaster, you know? They got knocked out in the first round in both playoffs uh, that they that they've been in with this team, right? But or all three years, were we in the play? We're probably in the playoffs all three years. What? Last no, year? we made it to the no, second round. We beat last the Celtics year. last year. Yeah, um, but it but the, it's been not a great ride. Um, so I think from the narrative, like pressure, all that stuff. If the Warriors win, it's going to become. I mean, Stephen A. Smith will not let up on the fact that Kevin Durant made. This is what he'll say. The worst decision by an NBA superstar of all that, time. That's going to be the narrative Golden State all summer. That, and that's what. And I'm like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's sort of the question. To me, that's a bad thing for my life. I only view the the team through my life. But do you and, think it? Do you think the downstream effect could be that Katie's like, ooh, time to not let Kyrie play, miss half the season for bullshit, and win some stack some W's over here? I think there's a potential. There, you know what? So let me ask you this: If the Celtics win, who left the Celtics recently? Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Does Kyrie care? <laughs> Do you think he? I think he probably just hugs Jason and Jalen. Yeah, he doesn't like. Care. He doesn't even put it together. He's, I think he will take credit for their championship. He's not even putting it together. <laughs> That's he will be like, true. they had to play with me to get to where they yeah. are now. Yeah, it was because of those two years with me. <laughs> that they got where they're um that's probably true oh god there's this now and, and, and for those reasons and for that reason we have to i think the warriors may might have more material effect on on the nets um than than the celtics winning and also the the celtics are gross mike what are we doing they what suck. Are we ta- <laughs> hey. no i i i see i see all sides here you know i'm like I, president I hate, trump I hate hey, that there's about a lot it. of good people on all sides <laughs> Remember when he said that about Nazis? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like modern day. Those, those were the days. Those were the days. Things were crazy back then. Oof. Um, yeah. So I, this is, to me, that's why this finals is intriguing. I actually think the matchup is very intriguing from the sense that, of course, the, the Celtics have, you know, Marcus Smart, Jalen, and Jason, and they're very sort of wing heavy uh, defense first, but they don't have a real ball handler. They're not like this electric three-point shooting team. They're a shot-making team. Um, like Marcus Smart will take 15 threes in a game, and you know who knows how how well they'll go in. 
where the Warriors, of course, are classic. You know, it's Clay and Steph and Jordan Poole and Draymond and Kavon Looney. Mm-hmm. Um, Your old friends. I, I think it's super exciting. I love this is a complete elite Democratic bias. There's something about a teams on the Atlantic coast playing teams on the Pacific coast that you like, that you like, there's you something like the, of you, like, it's the coastal elitism that runs. That's the, you know, the that, TV shots of like, you know, the arena by the water, um, you know, that they're taking a cross country flight. Something about that feels very yeah. epic to Mike, me. Despite all of your cracker barrel bullshit, Deep, uh, there is a core. The center of you is a coastal elite. You know that's the, that's the, the chewy chowder center. <laughs> yeah. Yes, um, yes. yes. Do, I, do you feel that way at all? I don't know why. I of feel course that. I do. Obviously I do. Epic about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the Boston Celtics Lakers thing that was like we were kind of we missed, but like we heard the legends of. And then the Bulls, of course, dominated from the central. The the Spurs did, but there's just something about like the it's, like it's we're crossing about, the country. No, it's it's literally flying over the flyover states. That's the, it's the <laughs> the actual. It's one of the times when you actually and back and forth every time you're just flying over the rest of the country. Um. So you do you are so you're rooting for the Warriors. Also, uh, I mean, like I know you don't care, but yeah, I mean, like as in as much as I root for anyone that's not the Brooklyn Nets, um, I'm rooting for the Warriors. But mm. yeah, dude, the Celtics are gross. Get out of here. Yeah. Um, let's do a so quick break. Coming back, we're going to talk about the uh, Nets deferring the first round pick that they're going to get in the Philly trader that they have gotten already. Mm-hmm. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24/7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back. Brian, clip this. Ready to clip this segment because this clip is all about it, this is Let's the hottest it. thing on YouTube right now. <laughs> Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. We're gonna talk. <laughs> yeah, I did watch that live. I took time out of my day to Whoa. watch that. How come you didn't react to it live on on the Glue Guys Twitter. YouTube channel? <laughs> what if that's what we became? I, People are already thinking we're controversial, and that's yeah. waiting. The, what, so, what did you think of the big verdict? Anyway, sorry. Let's let's not. Yeah, I I don't even know what to think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> sorry. I'm afraid. I'm like afraid to say anything about that. It's so fraught. I mean, it- I find it. I understand that people are maybe upset with Amber Heard. For now, she's been deemed in court of having libeled and lied about Johnny Depp. I just don't. I really. There's a weird thing happening online about the amount of hate that she gets. That okay. feels awful. And right. I'm like. Like, like I think it's like very Rush, Russian bot heavy yeah. experience that Johnny Depp is. There's something that's happening that's not correct. Yeah, you know um, what I like about this? This is one of those times where you get to educate me on something because it's like <clears throat> while it's online, it's primarily a mainstream thing. Like I don't like I, I've never <laughs> seen Aquaman. I've seen Pineapple Express, so I'm like somewhat tangentially aware of who Amber Heard is, but like not really. Um, and so I don't like I haven't watched anything. I don't know anything about any of the responses to it at all. 
Um, so yeah, you teach me, Mike. You teach me. What? So if I if I just come out firing off hot takes, that could get us canceled. Is that what you're trying to say? No, I don't know if we can get canceled because ultimately the verdict came down is that both sides were lying. Literally, okay. both sides were lying. So yeah. hey, there you go. But how about that pick um, getting deferred? Okay, this is the news, and it was there was the deferral announcement that had to be done yesterday. Uh, my background was going to be for the YouTube audience. It was just going to be the word defer. Not mm. as sexy as I wanted it to be. So here's what happened. Um, the Nets had the opportunity to take either the 23rd pick in this draft from the 76ers or defer that pick unprotected into next year. I had originally pushed, and I'll admit, I'll lay it out here, and I was wrong. I'll say I was wrong. I would originally pushed that they should keep the pick this year because it would make it sort of more immediate in trades because I, I think they're going to trade the pick, combine it with a series of salaries to get like a – like a good, really high-level six-man or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they deferred it, and it just makes a lot of sense. Who, With how the 76ers season ended up, we don't know what's happening with James Harden. Joel Embiid is always one big injury away from that team, like completely yeah. tanking. Um, they're, they're in a very fraught situation, and that pick is unprotected. And... What that does by deferring it is it makes it very easy then to trade again, and it it, it so I was just flat yeah. out wrong. I didn't want to say it at the time, but I thought that that take was insane. But also, you know more about this stuff than I do at, mm. for the most part. So you know, I've it's a bad take, totally bad take. You know, I was, this is the right thing to do, hundred yeah. percent. So also, now they have this pick in the how, future. How common is it to have deferment as part of your agreement for a pick? It's pretty uncommon. It's pretty uncommon, and that's what's interesting is that we trace back to the negotiation between the the Nets and Sixers and all the things that were leaking out. The fact that the, so the other fun element of the fact that the Nets are able to defer this pick is it makes it harder for the 76 to trade future picks in some kind of deal to whatever they want to do. So there's rumors that they want to get rid of Tobias Harris, dump his contract, and like you know. Try to try to bring in another asset another way through the dumping Tobias Harris's contract. To do that, they need first round picks. They owe a first round pick to the Nets in 2027. I think it's like top 12 protected or something. So they can't trade that pick. Now the 76ers could trade this pick, I believe, the 23rd in this draft, but they can't trade the one next year, which is what, 2023? And it just it is mucking it up even more for the 76ers to be able to trade multiple first round picks if they want to go for another big trade and really make like a super team with James Harden, Joel Embiid, and Tyrese Maxey. It's a small thing, but um, it's good. It's a good thing. So now they have this pick. Can I say something personal? Please. I mean it. I am. The draft is more fun when you have a first round pick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> And yes, it is. I know this draft isn't like all that great, but there were a lot of like threes and fours mm-hmm. in this draft. A lot of fun, versatile dudes in this draft. Um, there's, the, I forget where he's from, like Santa Clara or something. He's from the conference that um, Gonzaga is. He was like the point guard for the team, but he, he's now six seven with a seven two wingspan and can shoot threes and handle the ball. And he's mm-hmm. in the lottery conversation, but he's like a guy you're like targeting for the Nets and now that's over um <laughs> and, we have, and we have one less episode that we get to produce about actually more like six episodes Se- for- yeah, 17. <laughs> yeah can I ask you something yeah let's say the, the Nets have this pick they don't trade this pick 
What are the chances? So the, the, the gamble you take by the Nets is that this pick will be better than the 23rd pick in the next draft. I'm not even asking whether it'll be in the lottery. Do you think there's a good to better chance that the 76ers will be worse next season than what they were this season? I think I think you had the right read on it in that like there's it's one of the few teams that has like both like a you know fairly high ceiling in terms of wins and then also like a, a very low basement just due to how injury prone their best players are. So I think it's worth a roll of the dice there. You know, I, I do think just seeing if that if it bottoms out and also there's just like a whole lot of like weird sort of malcontent energy there that could result in like, you know, a implosions of a, of a few different kinds. Health is one also just, you know, um, off court slash on court chemistry like that Tyrese Maxey slash Harden feud was starting to boil over in the playoffs, Mike. And I would be interested to see if it continues on into DeAndre Jordan territory where one of them's got to go. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it's worth the roll of the dice there. I think it's it's a it's a it's a good risk. I what <clears throat> has excited me very much so this offseason has been the conversation around James Harden that he is not going to get the full max from the 76ers, that there's no way Daryl Morey is going to give that to him. If there's any player in the NBA I'm confident about caring about his money, mm-hmm. It's it's your boy, your boy, James this, Harden. This is what I like about James Harden. You know what you're gonna get. You know what you're gonna get. A gluttonous, <laughs> money seeking. He's he's riding the hedonic treadmill and not losing any Ooh. weight, Mike. The you know the hedonic treadmill. No, but I like the term. <clears throat> the hedonic treadmill is like uh, this hedonism thing where it's like the more sort of. Um, of your vice, whatever your vice is, it sort of begets more of the vice and you're just kind of Ooh. like constantly, you know, yeah. go for it. I like it. Yeah. Um, so that's, so as a person who's riding a hedonic treadmill of their <laughs> own, you know, I just look across that, the, the, um, the gym, I, I'm trying to, I literally tried to think of the name of a gym just then and <laughs> for a hedonic gym. <laughs> that's how not, that's how often I go to the gym. I was just like, what, like think I mean, of there's the like blank fitness, there's <laughs> equinox. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I gotta, what I gotta be go a good to name GD for, gym. for a gym about hedonism. Yeah, um, the the heden. What, what you know, the, it's like a the, den, like the fancy ones, like Eclipse or something. What's the name of the Equinox? Equinox. Equinox is the yeah. yeah. That's the fancy one. Aquarius, the Aquarius, yeah. um, something. Anyways, yes, I like. So, what else is at this gym? What other? So, there's a treadmill. <laughs> is there? <laughs> Oh, is I there didn't... a weight machine? What, what are we doing? Well, the treadmill is because it's like you're going nowhere, right? It's, it's a... just treadmills and saunas. Yeah. Ooh. It's treadmills and saunas. Is a good, that's, a, that's a name <laughs> that's for a gym. There <laughs> was a restaurant in New York that was just called like, it was like burgers, steaks, and lobsters. And that's all they served. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It was like simple. It's like you go in, burger, steaks, lobsters. Did I tell you I went to Spy 88 for the first time not long ago? The uh, It's the Turkish baths under in like under Wall Street. Oh, and it was sort of pretty perilously after like the limits on COVID were, <laughs> were lifted. So it was, it is the most, it's the best place to transfer an airborne virus for sure, but made it out alive. Um, and it was, it's fantastic. It's very strange. The saunas are as hot as they, like, I've never been in a hotter sauna. I love a sauna. Yeah. Just, it's just, it awakens something inside of me. I really wish weight. it was a way to like actually lose weight. Like I, if, it was, <laughs> if it wasn't anything other than. Just, yeah. I think, to me, saunas are a thing that's the thing you think loses you weight, but in fact, you gain weight because 
you're so famished coming yeah. out of it. You're like, ah, I can just eat whatever. And really right. all you lost was water. Yeah. You just sweated you out know? an ounce of water. And, and you're so like, <laughs> you're like, well, I've earned this. Yeah. Just fucking eat everything. Anyways, so um, I, you get what you're, you know what yeah. you're getting with, with James Harden and, um, <laughs> and he is getting that money one way or another, Mike, he's getting that money and more. He's going to give it to him. So this is bad podcasting. We're, we're near the end of the episode and I'm about to say something uh, inflammatory, okay. but this is, this is the show that we do in the off season. There are reports that Quinn Snyder may be out in Utah. That may, he may be done. Quinn Snyder is a thousand times better coach than Steve Nash has shown that he is in Brooklyn. Okay? And if Quinn Snyder's available, the Nets aren't going to do this, but they should go very hard after Quinn Snyder. Yeah. Quinn Snyder, this is who he is. You can, you can point to his playoff failures and be like, he's way overrated. The thing is, he if you really look at the Utah Jazz... Rudy Gobert was like a late first round pick that under Quinn Snyder has turned into the best defensive player of his generation. This is what I mean, and I know where you're going with this, but they yeah. have like people need to understand that they have overachieved relative to their personnel. Like bringing Joe Ingles and Boyan Bogdanovich to the to the to a number one seed year in year out is no easy feat. People forget the the personnel there. It's not the it's not the best of the best. No one wants to actually go to Utah. Like Derek Favors seems to authentically like Utah, and they keep he keeps going there, and they keep making him go back. Post Malone, Mike, Post Malone lives there. Oh, does he? Yeah, he moved to Utah. No, Mazel so, Suck on that, Mike. Does he actually, or just because his last name is Malone, he's like I'm in Utah? <laughs> I didn't <laughs> put that together. No, he does. He really lives. Anyways, okay, sorry. He's but, from Syracuse. You know that? I did know that. I did. Know so that. anything? I watched. <laughs> I watched the Chicken Wing show on YouTube, so I know all about him. Oh, he was on that thing. Nice. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah. So. Uh, sorry. Just got a good good text message. Did you? Um. The, the Quinn Snyder has proven himself to be a very creative offensive coach. He's built defensive schemes that have been the best in the NBA. Of course, he has had talent in terms of Rudy Gobert, but he molded that talent. Like I said, he's a Duke guy. Mm. Not that that really ultimately matters oh, that much, bad. but hey, Coach K yeah. can be an advisor here too. That's how you get Coach K and Quinn Snyder. Um, thank you very much for that. Uh, <laughs> I understand that there's a segment of the fan base that wants to continue to give Steve Nash, um, you know, uh, sort of like a chance to prove himself. Part of that segment is Kevin Durant, it seems. So that's the most important person. And if Kevin Durant truly believes that Steve Nash is a worthy coach, then, hey, I'm here for it. Um, but... If if the, there was a job opening right now with the Brooklyn Nets, if they had fired Steve Nash, the clamoring for Quinn Snyder would be we'd be walking through the streets of New York City and people would be throwing out Quinn Snyder confetti like mm. it was a Canyon of Heroes parade. You know, they would be they, they would be shouting from the rooftops, Quinn! You know, it would be mm -hmm. it, the 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 amount People would be buying Snyder pretzels. Yeah, they'd be so the 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 stock price on Snyder's pretzels would go through the roof. I gotta tell It'd you, be like AMC to the moon. That's gotta be tough. That I'm a Hanover guy. That the honey mustard and onion. <laughs> so it's gonna be tough. Get on the Snyder train, buddy. <laughs> People would be sit, going watching Zach's Snyder's cut of the movie. Wow, Justice League, a Zack Snyder film. That's how much they'd be wanting Quinn Snyder. <laughs> Okay, they would all be watching Lost and really empathizing with the character Quinn. Wow, remember the bald guy? I do. Who used to be in a wheelchair? Spoiler alert! Sorry if I'm spoiling <clears throat> Lost 
for you. <laughs> Anyways, all I'm saying is people would really want Quinn Snyder. Go, go off, King. You're crushing it. And also, he looks fantastic in a vest. Have you seen the photo of him in like a bubble vest? Yeah, he's, I would. To be, a, it, he's Pat Riley 2.0. I don't like that coaches aren't wearing suits anymore. It doesn't feel right. Let's get, Quinn Snyder is a guy that needs a suit. I got to tell you. Like, not that Steve Nash isn't, and, you know, we've had a lot of basuited guys in the past, but Quinn Snyder, like, with a, with a slick back hair and a pullover sweatshirt? No, 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 no. Not a not with slick back hair, Mike. I could go for, like, a, a nice tennis sweater, like a, a corded braided sort of, like, Nantucket. He should dress like, red, white, like Fast Eddie in Color of Money. He should be wearing a, <laughs> a paisley suit with a maroon uh, sweater vest underneath. Um. Steve Nash is going to be the coach of this team. This was a pointless conversation. I just wanted on the record, Quinn Snyder is a much better coach. And if he comes available and he gets like another contender scoops him up, Nets fans are going to feel pretty silly. They're going to feel pretty silly about that, that that guy could have been a Nets coach potentially. And we were too afraid to upset Steve Nash because he's such a nice guy. Love Steve Nash, the human, but I haven't seen anything as a coach that I'm like, ah, yeah. This is ah, uh, you're doing it. I'm also excited to see it just from Utah's perspective, just because I do think that the wheels could fall off, you know, one way or another without Quinn Snyder. Like I, I, it'd be one of those cases where I mean, he's been there for what eight years, I think, or something like that. I mean, it's their whole it, team identity is about Utah's a pretty fun team to pick apart, like because like Donovan Mitchell, then it's immediately like Donovan Mitchell goes to the Knicks. Where does Rudy Gobert go? It's like Rudy Gobert left to ang- like languish in Utah with like a bunch of scrubs. Does Boyan Bogdanovich come back to the Nets? Could have the Nets Homecoming. use a Boyan Bogdanovich? Well, in a world where Joe Harris rolls his ankle into oblivion over and over again, yes. But if that if that's fixed, um, have you been surprised there hasn't been a lawsuit against Joe Harris for walking in the snow to get coffee when his ankle was so screwed up? <laughs> like I'm surprised. A lawsuit from the Nets to suing yeah. him? Yeah. yeah, suing him. It is That's a what I great way to roll your ankle. It is really treacherous out there sometimes. <laughs> Can I say, if I was, if I owned the team, it would definitely be things I would be asking about. I'd be like, yeah. what are you doing, Joe? Yeah. What are you doing out you there? See, he got snow? a bunch of new tats. He's got a whole sleeve now, which is what I was, I was calling for that a while ago. He needs, I was like, if you're in for a penny and for a pound, Mike. <laughs> if he looked like uh, Chris Anderson Birdman this season would... That's yeah. a pro, right? Oh, That's yeah. not a con. Oh. He needs to. He needs to have his like Dennis Rodman, like you know, weird <laughs> he like up with like leopard hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I want him Des to go... Lombardo, can you edit Joe Harris to look like he has leopard hair, please? That'll be easy. That'll be... That's an easy one. Okay, so here's what we decided on today's show: um, John Wall, not good. Uh, Kyrie Irving kind of controls his fate, but maybe he does care about money. Um, you are supporting the Warriors. I can't say I'm supporting the Celtics. I guess I'm rooting for the Warriors too. Mike, I can't believe you're like while you're hemming and hawing over this. What is, where no, is I this? just don't want this whole offseason to be <clears throat> Kevin Durant threw away a chance to be a six time NBA champion. And I'm like, that's not how it works. He wasn't happy. Yeah. He wasn't happy but here's there. the other side of that. The Celtics went and it's like, well, you lost to the best of the best. So, you know, it could have been that the Nets, and they only lost those games by small margins. And like any of the sweeps in history, they lost it by the tiniest point margin. Like, I don't want that yes. version of it, like, to yes. start. <laughs> that we start, yes. we start. That's the beginning of. Were the Nets of, actually the second best team in the NBA? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of huffing weapons-grade copium. I don't want it. I don't want it, Mike. 
Um, all right. Well, I'm going to hop back on my hedonistic yeah, get on peloton. That hedonic peloton. Get in there. Were you on that before? You look a little like maybe you were. You had a, a schwitz, a minor schwitz beforehand. <laughs> just a normal. <laughs> That's your standard schwitz. Just a normal 95 degree day <laughs> in greater Washington, D.C. Yeah. I'm Damn, 95 down life. there? Ooh. Ooh, yeah, baby. Cooking. Ooh, Cooking. Yeah, baby. We're only at 71 today. 71. Really? How is that even possible? Right I'm, I, let me. Oh, it's 82. Are you, you fact checking <laughs> me? You don't believe no, me? No, no. I'm looking at my weather. I'm like, oh, it's 82 degrees, not 95. What an. What a Jeez. liar. Okay. Feels like 95, um, though. In thank your... you all for listening. Check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys, netsdaily.com, the athletic get yourself at the video the other Um YouTube. Get on the YouTube. Yeah. And comments on the YouTube. Smash the subscribe. Only whatever, like 0% of our people who watch the show is are subscribed there. And also five stars reviews. We want to, we need to have to have them. We had a, our first one star, very negative review in a while. So we have to dilute. We have to dilute that. We have to. <laughs> wait, to oh, yeah. Wait, yeah. can you tell people what that was? I, I don't want to Do point people in the direction. Can of I it. say it? Uh, sure, if you want to. Sure. For country, basically, that we're we're too white. We're too white, which is which is know, fair, fair, fair criticism. A couple of corny you know, white can't, guys. Hey, just can't can't change it. A couple of corny white guys with thick skin, Mike. We could take it. We could roll with those punches. No, we no. It actually, we very, got on the phone right after, and we're like, we're are we too uh, white? <laughs> oh no! Someone found us <laughs> out. They discovered that we're too white. We got it. We got it. Anyways, um, that's all Anyways, for today. Five wait, stars. Did you one watch the golf tournament. No, just no. <laughs> Bye, everybody.